As you find in your seat, if you would, please, find Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6. I'll begin to read in verse 1, please. Well, let's just skip on down a little bit to verse 5. Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination and the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And he repented the Lord that he had made men on the earth, and it grieved him in his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy men whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation. And Noah walked with God. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shall I make in the ark, and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. The length of the ark shall be three hundred cubits, the breadth of it fifty cubits, the height of it thirty cubits. And a window shalt thou make to the ark, and in the cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth, to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life, from under heaven. And everything that is in the earth shall die. Father, I pray in Jesus' name, that you would help us to see the severity of what is happening with mankind upon this earth right now. Father, we know that thy anger is held back only by thy grace. And Father, we are so thankful we are saved by your grace today. But I ask for mercy and grace that we can get somebody into your kingdom today by listening to thy word. Bless us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. I never appreciated the flood till I uh, went on a hunting trip way back up in the mountains of Montana. I was 8,500 feet up on top of a mountain. I got to looking around, and there were seashells up there on top of that mountain. And the rocks and the cliffs was it looked, it just something catastrophe had hit, and they were just spewed up out of the ground. And there they were, big old rocks and, and mountains and things. And I said, something terrible happened to this world one time. And God said it was a flood. And it just made it so much real to me. I believe it because God said so. The Word of God says so. 
but uh, to see all of it in reality up on top of that mountain. And the Bible says that the water covered the earth. Uh, Fifteen cubits, I believe it was, above every peak of every mountain. Can you imagine that for just a second? And then I think about what's happening in the world today and the wickedness of man today and I wonder how wicked these people must have been that God looked down upon mankind and said, that's enough. He's going to destroy them all. But I thank God for His grace. Now in these verses, God gives a dark picture of mankind. After 2,000 years of trial, in these verses, man is found guilty before God. There are wonderful things in these verses that are surely true today. When man has completely failed God, then God comes in His mighty grace and gives His mighty saving power. The grace of God always comes when man is utterly lost and helpless. Notice with me, please, how that God places Noah and his family in the ark safe from the waters of destruction. Now this tells us of the coming of Christ at Calvary. And then his second coming to take us out before the wrath of God in the tribulation. The Bible says that God will not destroy this world by water again. But it does say that he's going to destroy this world by fire. He's going to renovate this world by fire. I've often wondered how how it would have been walking after... Adam was on this earth and then Noah and his family and all the people that was on the earth at that time. They must have been millions. And uh, you think about it. They must have been just millions of people upon the earth at that time. You look upon, you look on this earth right now and it just seemed like they, they're multiplying faster than anything else, especially Florida. I uh, used to have a friend of mine, he said he ought to put a fence up uh, across Florida border and said we're full. But uh, I'm tell- I heard something say the other day there's a thousand uh, new p- uh, residents coming to Florida every, what is it, every day or every, I think it's every day. Can you imagine that? No wonder I can't get out on John Moore Road anymore. There's so many people coming. But think about this. Of all the people, and look at all the things that's going on. Now I want you to watch God's verdict on sinful man. That God said, the end of all things, all flesh, is come before me. For the earth is filled with violence. Now any person with any common sense can see for themselves men, women, And even children today are growing worse and worse in sin and violence. It used to be that you only heard of grown-ups and their sins and rebellion. But today you pick up the paper you see where children are killed and children. I just, you, you can't explain that except for the wrath of God. I'm afraid God looks down on us today and says, as he said then, only evil before his eyes. John 3, 6 says that that which is born of flesh is flesh. Romans 8, verse 8 says, They that are in the flesh cannot please God. Any unregenerated man, 
any unsaved man as seen by a righteous and holy God is only evil. God's plan for sinful man is found in Genesis 6 and verse 14. God said to Noah, Make thee an ark. If God had never given Noah his plan, Noah could never have escaped the flood. The plan of God for deliverance is not in man. God gave the plan. Notice in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 10. But God has revealed them unto us by His Spirit. In other words, salvation is of the Lord. It's nothing man can do. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, and not of yourself. It's a gift of God, not a work, lest any man should boast. It's Christ our art who did it all. God laid on the iniquity of all of us on the Lord Jesus Christ. Now that's God's plan, not mine. I love to, I've often wondered, Mrs. Harden was talking to me the other day about, uh, I believe you went to see the ark up there that they got a replica of going by the Bible and build an ark up there someplace. At, where? In Tennessee. And uh, you can go there and visit that thing. And, and uh, she said, you ought to go there and just look at that thing, preacher. And I thought of myself, God gave the exact dimensions and everything. And notice what the Bible said. He built it according to the plan of God. Amen. Did you know our plan of salvation is built according to God's instruction? Everything that God gave, our plan of salvation is built upon it. God secured it to those who believe. Genesis 7 verse 16. The Lord shut him in. Now, in Revelations 3 verse 7 and 8, when God shuts the door, no man can open it. Amen. John 10, 9, John 10, 27 through 29. If any man enter, he shall be saved. Whoever trusts the Lord Jesus Christ, that's the assurance of salvation. John chapter 10 gives us. 1 Peter 1, verse 5. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. I'm so glad that I'm not saved by my own works or my own doing. Do you know I'm kept saved by the grace of God? He does the keeping. Amen? Once you trust Christ for salvation, you're saved forever then. Because salvation is by the power of God. Salvation is kept by the power of God, not you and I. God's carefulness for those who He saved. Genesis 8 verse 1. And God remembered Noah. It did not say that Noah remembered God. It said that God remembered Noah. The child of God is always in the mind of God. God's blessings are always near us. That's grace. God's commission. Genesis 8 verse 16. God said to Noah, go forth. Now we go into God's ark for salvation. That's Christ. We go out in the world to be a testimony to the lost and dying world. To the unsaved, Jesus says, come in. To the saved, Jesus says, go out. We get a blessing coming and going in. The issue of Noah's faith, Noah prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Now God always honors real faith in him. Now any Bible-believing student of the word God knows there's no such thing as salvation by proxy. No parent can believe in the saving of his child's soul. 
Yet many scriptures give us example after example of God's blessing coming upon those who exercise no faith themselves on account of the faith of others, then God's blessings fall. Because Abraham exercised faith, God gave to his seed the land of Palestine. Rahab, Rahab believed the report of the spies and became, because of this, her whole household was preserved from destruction. Mark chapter 2 verse 1 through 5, verse 5 says, When, when Jesus saw their, their faith, he said unto the sick of the potty, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Notice now what I'm saying. Because of the uh, Canaanitish woman's faith, her daughter was made whole. Noah's faith then issues in the temporal salvation of his house. Now I cling to the words spoken to the Philippian jailer. Believe on Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. Now if we believe God's salvation, it will issue out to others then. I'm so glad that God uses our testimony to our families. Every one of my families are saved right now. Every one of my family members are saved. I had the opportunity to see my daddy and mama saved before they died. My grandpa, my grandma was saved. After I got saved, I took my Bible. I went to every one of my member, family members that I could even come think about. And I sat down with them and I talked to them about salvation. My old grandma Smith, when I was just a little bitty thing, she used to sit around the fireplace with me and she'd have the Bible in her hand. She used to tell me all the time, this is the Holy Word of God. I didn't know what she told I was just a little bitty thing. But I sat there and to, to every moment of my life I've always looked at the Bible as a Holy Word of God. You know where I got it from? My grandmother. And she sat there by the fireplace. I didn't know the plan of salvation, but I knew one thing. That Bible is something else. That Bible is the Holy Word of God. Why? I got it from my grandmama Smith. And I go back and I say to you that when you get saved, God in your household gives you the opportunity to witness to that family around you. That's household salvation. That doesn't mean everybody's going to get saved. It just means that God's going to use you to get your family saved. The witness of Noah's faith by which he condemned the world. When you read this, you wonder what is the nature of faith? What is faith? Romans 14, verse 23. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Now, number one then, faith is the opposite of sin. So what is sin? 1 John 3 verse 4. Whosoever committed sin transgresses also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. You know what that means? Sin is more than an act. It's an attitude. Sin is rebellion against God's government. Sin is defiance of God's authority. Sin is spiritual treason. Sin is exercise of self-will, self-assertion, self-independence. God says, Thou shalt not, and I do. What is that but me saying? I will. But faith is the very opposite of sin. Faith is more than that. 
It's an attitude. Faith is submission of God's government. Faith is yielding to God's authority. It is a compliance to the, His revealed will. Faith is God. It is coming to the end of myself. Faith is a spirit of in, uh, entire dependence on God. So there's a great gulf between those who faith, have faith in God and who have faith in the devil. Now we walk by faith. They walk by sight. We live by God's glory. They live for self-glorification. We live for all eternity. They live for time and place. Every Christian who is walking by faith condemns the world. We conduct uh, in a silent rebuke of the ways of the ungodly. Our life is a witness against their sin. The reward of Noah's faith. And he became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Faith wins God's smile or fruit, fills the heart with peace and machinery of life, and makes all things possible. But the great reward of faith is not received in this life. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob never did anything but sojourn in the land of promise. In other words, they lived in a temporary dwelling place in tents. But the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 2, we're heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. Uh, we enter into this inheritance and yet is future then. My inheritance is not now. This is not what I'm here for. I'm passing through this world. My inheritance is in heaven. The Son Himself has been appointed heir of all things. But he is not until he entered into his possessions that we shall share them with him. Meanwhile, we with Noah are heirs of righteous by faith. Faith is what I live by. Amen? Somebody here a while back told me, show me God and I'll believe. Well, I can do that. I go out and I use that old pine tree out there as an example. You look at that thing and you know no man can do that. Amen? Just think about it. Oh, pine tree did this up one day. I'm going to be a pine tree. Jump up out of the ground. That didn't happen. Something greater than you and I had to make that thing. Amen? Every time I come to church, I look at that. I remember when it was about that big around when we built the church. Look at that thing now. It didn't just say one day I'm going to be a pine tree. There's something greater than you and I made that thing. And it's my God. I go out there and look at the ocean and then we big old waves rolling in on that shore and just one right after another. And I say, how come it don't go all the way across Florida? Because the Bible says He holds it by His Word. By the Word of God, those waves can only go as far as God lets it go. Amen? And I say, that one out there is greater than I am. That's my God. I have faith in God. Can you imagine Noah? Just just go back with Noah for just a minute. He's living in a crooked and perverse world and everything around him is going crazy and going bad. And in the depths of sin so bad that God looked down and said, I'm going to destroy it. Noah living in all of that. And yet the Bible says he 
had faith in God. He looked beyond all of that mess. Aren't you glad you're saved today? You know the reason you're saved? Only by the grace of God. God opened my eyes one day and let me see the truth. I didn't want the Bible. I didn't want God. I didn't want nothing. I'm living fine. Thank you, Lord. Just leave me alone. I'm having a time in my life. I went to the church. I heard the preacher preach, and all of a sudden, God opened my eyes and let me, you're not doing too well. Amen? You're in the depths of sin. You better straighten up. You better get straightened out. And I realized, what can I do? I ain't got no money. I can't buy my way in heaven. I, I don't got good character or great looks or great personality. Who am I? I can't do anything. And I had to literally say to myself, nothing in my hands I bring, simply to the cross I claim. And Lord, if I get saved at all, you're going to have to do it. Amen? And He saved my soul. Not only did He save my soul, but He set my feet on solid ground and got me going again. And I look at Noah, and God said, you build this thing exactly. And I can just see Him building this thing board by board. You think about it. All right, he got some carpenters helping, and he got some electricians, and he got all this. No, the Bible says Noah built the ark. You think about that. 120 years he preached and built the ark, and every board he put on it. I wonder what this thing for? It's never rained. I wonder what why why is it a boat? There's no big water on the planet. I'll just do what God tells me to do. Here's what I'm trying to say. Any person, same as Noah, if you look at Christ as our ark, if you'll come to Him just like the Bible says, if God told Noah to build the ark, He gave him a plan. I tell, book all, I tell people all the time, this is my road map to heaven. The Word of God. If God told me to go jump in the Hillbar River sometime and come up to be saved, I'd do it. That's how much I believe the Bible, the Word of God. But He didn't say that. He says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what it is? How faith has complete reliance on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put all your hope on Him. Get in the boat. You're going to sink without Him. When you get in Christ, you're secure. There's nothing can get in there. The Bible said that God shut the door. Think about that. When God shut the door, how many people do you think go open it? Let me show you a picture of this. Here's something that goes through my mind all the time. Noah got in the ark. And the Bible said that God left the door open for seven days after that. Seven days. God's grace was still open to us ever will. And people still would not get in the ark. And then one day, God shut the door. Now wait a minute. Then begin to rain. Just the first drop. Somebody looks up and says, What's that? Had never seen that before. One drop. And then another drop. And then it just flooded. Not only did it come down, but the Bible said it came up. All the waters of the world came up as all the waters of the, uh, the surround the earth came down on this earth. 
and begin to rise. And they begin to be on that door. Let me in. Let me in. Let me in. Nope. God doesn't shut the door. Too late. You know how many people have told me in the past, when I die, I'll get to heaven and then I'll plead God to save me. No, you won't. Be too late then. God doesn't shut the door. Amen. Now is a day of grace. Now is a time to come. Now is to come say, Lord Jesus, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to get in you. That's where safe is. Amen. Stand with me, please. Father, I pray that somebody will listen. How simple. I try to my best to make it as simple as I can, dear Lord, that any child, anybody can understand. Jesus is our Savior. There is none other. And He's our safekeeping. The violence of this world, the violence of human beings on this earth, is getting so bad, Lord, it's almost afraid to go out the door. And we look for that great day where we hear Your voice. Say, come up hither. And then the wrath of God is going to fall. It's going to fall. It's coming. The wrath of God is coming. But thank God we're still in the day of grace that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I pray somebody will today.